Hello and welcome to episode 9 of Mr Riley's Reading Podcast. So in the last episode we read the start of Fantastic Mr Fox by Roald Dahl and I'm going to start off just by quickly summarising what happened in those first four chapters that we read. So first of all the farmers were angry at Mr Fox because he kept stealing their food. They tried to shoot him but they only managed to shoot off his tail And then they tried to dig him out of his home, but the Fox family managed to dig themselves to safety. So today we're going to be reading the next four chapters of Fantastic Mr. Fox. Chapter 5. The Terrible Tractors As the sun rose the next morning, Boggis and Bunce and Bean were still digging. They had dug a hole so deep you could have put a house into it. But they had not yet come to the end of the Fox's tunnel. They were all very tired and cross. Dang and blast, said Boggis. Whose rotten idea was this? Bean's idea, said Bunce. Boggis and Bunce both stared at Bean. Bean took another swig of cider and then put the flask back into his pocket without offering it to the others. Listen, he said angrily. I want that fox. I'm going to get that fox. I'm not giving in till I've strung him up over my front porch, dead as a dumpling. We can't get him by digging, that's for sure, said the fat Boggis. I've had enough of digging. Bunce, the little pot-bellied dwarf, looked up at Bean and said, Have you got any more stupid ideas then? What? said Bean. I can't hear you. Bean never took a bath. He never even washed. As a result, his ear holes were clogged with all kinds of muck and wax and bits of chewing gum and dead flies and stuff like that. This made him deaf. Speak louder, he said to Bunce, and Bunce shouted back, Got any more stupid ideas? Bean rubbed the back of his neck with a dirty finger. He had a boil coming there and it itched. What we need on this job, he said, is machines, mechanical shovels. We'll have them out in five minutes with mechanical shovels. This was a pretty good idea and the other two had to admit it. All right then, Bean said, taking charge. Boggis, you stay here and see the fox doesn't escape. Bunce and I will go fetch our machinery. If we try to get out, shoot him quick. The long, thin Bean walked away. The tiny Bunce trotted after him. The fat Boggis stayed where he was, with his gun pointing at the foxhole. Soon, two enormous caterpillar tractors with mechanical shovels on their front ends came clanking into the wood. Bean was driving one, Bunce the other. The machines were both black. They were murderous, brutal-looking monsters. Here we go, then, shouted Bean. Death to the fox, shouted Bunce. The machines went to work, biting huge mouthfuls of soil out of the hill. The big tree under which Mr Fox had dug his hole in the first place was toppled like a matchstick. On all sides rocks were sent flying and trees were falling and the noise was deafening. Down in the tunnel the foxes crouched, listening to the terrible clanging and banging overhead. What's happening, Dad? cried the small foxes. What are they doing? Mr Fox didn't know what was happening or what they were doing. It's an earthquake, cried Mrs Fox. Look, said one of the small foxes, our tunnel's got shorter, I can see daylight. 
They all looked round and yes, the mouth of the tunnel was only a few feet away from them now. And in the circle of daylight beyond they could see two huge black tractors almost on top of them. Tractors, shouted Mr Fox, and mechanical shovels. Dig for your lives. Dig, dig, dig. Chapter 6. The Race Now there began a desperate race. The machines against the foxes. In the beginning, the hill looked like this. And in the picture, you can see a big mound of a hill. After about an hour, as the machines bit away more and more soil from the hilltop, it looked like this. And now you can see a big dip in the ground. Sometimes the foxes would gain a little ground and the clanking noises would grow fainter. And Mr Fox would say, we're going to make it, I'm sure we are. But then a few moments later, the machines would come back at them and the crunch of the mighty shovels would get louder and louder. Once the foxes actually saw the sharp metal edge of one of the shovels as it scraped up the earth just behind them. Keep going, my darlings, panted Mr Fox. Don't give up. Keep going, the fat bogger shouted to Bunsen Bean. We'll get him any moment now. Have you caught a sight of him yet? Bean called back. Not yet, shouted Boggis, but I think you're close. I'll pick him up in my bucket, shouted Bunce. I'll chop him to pieces. But by lunchtime the machines were still at it, and so were the poor foxes. The hill now looked like this. There's an even bigger dip. The farmers didn't stop for lunch. They were too keen to finish the job. Hey there, Mr Fox, yelled Bunce, leaning out of his tractor. We're coming to get you now. You've had your last chicken, yelled Boggis. You'll never come prowling around my farm again. A sort of madness had taken hold of the three men. The tall skinny bean and the dwarfish pot-bellied bunts were driving their machines like maniacs, racing the motors and making the shovels dig at a terrific speed. The fat Boggis was hopping about like a dervish and shouting, Faster! Faster! By five o'clock in the afternoon, this is what happened to the hill. There's now a massive hole in the ground. The hole the machines had dug was like a crater of a volcano. It was such an extraordinary sight that crowds of people came rushing out from the surrounding villages to have a look. They stood on the edge of the crater and stared down at Boggis and Bunce and Bean. Hey there, Boggis, what's going on? We're after a fox. You must be mad. The people jeered and laughed, but this only made the three farmers more furious and more obstinate and more determined than ever not to give up until they had caught the fox. Chapter 7. We'll never let him go. At six o'clock in the evening, Bean switched off the motor of his tractor and climbed down from the driver's seat. Bunce did the same. Both men had had enough. They were tired and stiff from driving the tractors all day. They were also hungry. Slowly they walked over to the small fox's hole in the bottom of the huge crater. Bean's face was purple with rage. Bunce was cursing the fox with dirty words that cannot be printed. Boggis came waddling up. Dang and blast that filthy stinking fox, he said. What the heck do we do now? I'll tell you what we don't do, Bean said. We don't let him go. We'll never let him go, Bunce declared. Never, 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 cried Boggis. 
Did you hear that, Mr. Fox? Yelled Bean, bending low and shouting down the hole. It's not over yet, Mr. Fox. We're not going home till we've strung you up dead as a dingbat. Whereupon the three men all shook hands with one another and swore a solemn oath that they would not go back to their farms until the fox was caught. What's the next move? asked Bunce, the pot-bellied dwarf. We're sending you down the hole to fetch him up, said Bean. Down you go, you miserable midget. Not me, screamed Bunce, running away. Bean made a sickly smile. When he smiled, you saw his scarlet gums. You saw more gums than teeth. Then there's only one thing to do, he said. We starve him out. We camp here day and night, watching the hole. He'll come out in the end. He'll have to. So Boggis and Bunsen Bean sent messages down to their farms asking for tents, sleeping bags and supper. Chapter 8. The Foxes Begin to Starve That evening three tents were put up in the crater on the hill. One for Boggis, one for Bunce and one for Bean. The tents surrounded Mr Fox's hole and the three farmers sat outside their tents eating their supper. Boggis had three boiled chickens smothered in dumplings. Bunce had six doughnuts filled with disgusting goose-liver paste. And Bean had two gallons of cider. All three of them kept their guns beside them. Boggis picked up a steaming chicken and held it close to the fox's hole. Can you smell this, Mr Fox? he shouted. Lovely tender chicken. Why don't you come up and get it? The rich scent of the chicken wafted down the tunnel to where the foxes were crouching. Oh, Dad, said one of the small foxes. Couldn't we just sneak up and snatch it out of his hand? Don't you dare, said Mrs Fox. That's just what they want you to do. But we're so hungry, they cried. How long will it be till we get something to eat? Their mother didn't answer them, nor did their father. There was no answer to give. As darkness fell, Bunsen Bean switched on the powerful headlamps of the two tractors and shone them down onto the hole. Now, said Bean, we'll take it in turn to keep watch. One watches while two sleep, and so on all through the night. Boggis said, what if the fox digs a hole right through the hill and comes out of the other side? You didn't think of that one, did you? Of course I did, said Bean, pretending he had. Go on then, tell us the answer, said Boggis. Bean picked something small and black out of his ear and flicked it away. How many men have you got working on your farm? he asked. Thirty-five, Boggis said. I've got thirty-six, Bunt said. And I've got thirty-seven, Bean said. That makes one hundred and eight men altogether. We must order them to surround the hill. Each man will have a gun and a flashlight. There will be no escape then for Mr Fox. So the order went down to the farms, and that night 108 men formed a tight ring around the bottom of the hill. They were armed with sticks and guns and hatchets and pistols and all sorts of other horrible weapons. This made it quite impossible for a fox, or indeed for any other animal, to escape from the hill. The next day, the watching and waiting went on. Boggis and Bunce and Bean sat upon small stools, staring at the fox's hole. They didn't talk much. They just sat there with their guns on their laps. Every so often, Mr Fox would creep a little closer towards the mouth of the tunnel and take a sniff. Then he would creep back again and say, they're still there. Are you quite sure? Mrs Fox would ask. 
Positive, said Mr. Fox. I can smell that man being a mile away. He stinks. Okay, that's where we're going to finish there for today. And I've got three questions to ask you about the chapters that we just read. So the first question is, why do the people laugh at the farmers when they see them digging in their machines? My second question is, how do the farmers plan on getting the Fox family to come out of their hole? My last question is, what does Mr. Fox do to check whether the farmers are still outside the hole? So in the next episode, we're going to be reading the next few chapters of Fantastic Mr. Fox. Thank you for listening. Goodbye.